Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the word of God. In Psalms chapter 19 and verse 1, it says, The heavens, the heavens declare the glory of God. Not heaven. Heavens. And because to most people, they, when they talk about heaven, there's just one. It's technically, I guess, what you would call the New Jerusalem. <clears throat> but in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul said, I, I knew somebody about 14 years ago. Uh, whether he was in the body, I don't know, out of the body. He said he was caught up to the third heaven. Now, this is conjecture on my part. I I can't prove this. Um, I, I think it's very, very probable, but I can't prove it. I think if you could backtrack from when he wrote that in 2 Corinthians 12, I think you'd be in Lystra when he was stoned. And um, whether he was dead or not, it's like Jonah. I've always believed Jonah died in, in the whale. I, you just don't live in a whale. You, you died, he was resurrected. And... Uh, it's the same way with Paul. I, I don't. He didn't know. He's swirling in and out of. He said, "I don't know if I was dead or not," <clears throat> but was caught up to the third heaven. Uh, uh, every John one time said, "I was on Patmos, but I got in paradise." You know, so ge the geography didn't limit it. It just. Uh, if, if you want paradise, sometimes it's going to cost you Patmos. And uh, it's kind of like the Alcatraz of his day. And it's like Paul here. He, uh, uh, everybody wanted the revelation, but nobody wants the rocks. And, um, and uh, so they, 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 it's fascinating. You know, he, he, when you read Corinthians 12, he, he talks about, Five times of the Jews received thy 40 stripes, save one. So five times 40 is 200, you know, minus five. He's got 195 scars on his back. You know, his, his feet have been beaten to where his tarsals are destroyed. He's probably hobbling for the rest of his life. We don't know what his, his thorn was. But um, uh, just night and a day, you know, treading water and... Uh, there stood by me this night the angel of the Lord. Didn't stop the shipwreck, but he did let me know he was there, you know. And he said, I, <clears throat> there were times when I could have eaten, and I chose not to, so I fasted. And there were times I wanted to eat and couldn't, and I was hungry. And he said, I've been in hungers, I've been in fastings, I've been in perils all over the place. And um, when, you, when you study the conversion of Saul of Tarsus back in Acts 9 and with Ananias, the Lord told Ananias, I want you to show him the things he's going to have to suffer for my name. So he knew going in what the stuff he was going to have to pay a price. And he, he chose to do it. And, and he said, I was caught up to the third heaven. So reason dictates if there's a third heaven, there's got to be a first heaven. And there has to be a second heaven. And... And so when you read uh, Genesis and it talks about the firmament, the space between 
the water that was on the earth and the water above. It said he called the firmament heaven. And so I, I believe there are at least three heavens. And I, I think the first heaven is the atmosphere around our earth. And uh, I, that's where the birds fly and where the planes fly. And then um, I believe there's a second heaven that goes from beyond the atmosphere of our earth and, <clears throat> and goes to the edge of the third heaven, which I believe is the throne of the Lord himself. The second heaven is where the stars live, where the galaxies and where the moons and the planets and all that stuff is. So the first heaven you see by day and the second heaven you see by night and the third heaven you see by faith. And, and what, you, what you have to understand, gentlemen, is that Satan is territorial. He's territorial. I, I've been lots of different countries through the years and would, would, would have great harvest in, in a, uh, get those words right, revive on harvest. I feel, people say, you know, we had 20 people get the Holy Ghost. It was a great revival. That's not a revival. That's a harvest. Revival's what happens to the church, okay? In our, in our language, when you put R-E in front of something, it's second time, you know, place, replace. Um, my friend Morton Bustard had a had an old gentleman named Dave, Uncle Dave, and Dave got the Holy Ghost. He was an old bachelor, lived in a little cabin out in the woods, took a four-by-eight sheet of plywood, got a can of paint with a zone brush, and, and it said, Miracle Revival Training Center, uh, Apostle Prophet David K. Bustard, Inquire Within, and uh, put that on outside of his cabin. And uh, Morton told me he, he was with his Uncle Dave one time. He said, Morton, he said, the Lord revealed something to me. He said, you mean revealed? He said, no, revealed when he does it the second time. Veals when he does it the first time. And uh, <laughs> the Lord revealed something to me. And so, you know, everybody wants revival, but um, nobody wants to admit who died. Um, uh, uh, some people don't need revival. They never even had revival. Okay? <laughs> so so you, revival is what happens among us. And then you have a harvest with the lost. And, and when, you, when you study Ephesians 6 and 12, it said we, we wrestle, but not, not, one, not one another. Not just, but, but principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of the world, spiritual wickedness in high places. You have to understand that King James, that's old Middle English text. We, we don't talk like that anymore. It's a lot of stained glass stuff. And, um, and it just, uh, I, I use a lot of other translations uh, at home, trying with guests come, visitors. They, they, don't, they don't get a lot of that stuff. So uh, at the risk of going to hell for using the Amplified or Message or New King James, and just, I do, I, I do. And, uh, but, uh, you know, um, if I... A principality in, in that context is probably what you and I would call a county. In, in Louisiana, they, they, they'd call it a parish. Uh, where I live, they call them townships. And, uh, and, and, and then there's principality, and then there's a power. Um, Queen of England just died. And uh, I shouldn't have said what I said last night about Uncle Charles. <laughs> 
Boy, I hope my wife didn't see that because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get so beat up when I get home. But uh, whatever. <laughs> I love that live stream, but boy, I, I got to be real careful, man. <laughs> and, uh, but, <laughs> but a lot of times, you know, when the queen would go somewhere, they never referred to her as the queen. She was the power that be, the powers that be. Because a power in that old Middle English text was something that ran a country. And then you have the rulers of the darkness of the world. And then you have spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, it's fascinating because that's in Ephesians 6. If you study Ephesians, five times the same original word is used. Four times they translated it heavenly, sit in heavenly places, according to God has chosen us, you know, uh, heavenly places. They don't know why, but it's the same word in Ephesians 6 and 12 that four other times is translated heavenly. This one, it's translated high. And so you've got something that runs uh, a, a county. You've got something that runs uh, a country. You've got something that runs the world. And then you've got something higher. You've got something which I, I believe is in the second heaven. And um, um, when you study Daniel, started to fast and pray. And <clears throat> three weeks. Finally, Gabriel shows up. And um, from the first day that you set your face to seek the Lord, I was sent with your message. Um, however, the prince of Persia withstood me. My pal, Michael, came and, and, and took care of that and got him out of the way so I could get by that to get to you. There obviously was an altercation. There obviously was a, a, a battle that went on somewhere between where Daniel was and the throne of the Lord. Um, I, I, you know, like I didn't get finished last night, but um, uh, Isaiah refers to the Lord as the, the Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. Uh, my, my wife used to get uh, a magazine called Architectural Digest, and I remember several years ago, I opened up the cover of Architectural Digest, and it said, you, for $3,000, you can have a watercolor from Prince Charles. He'll paint Windsor Castle for you. He'll paint Balmoral or Sandringham or whatever. <clears throat> and I'm going, here's a guy that's got the greatest education in the world, and he's painting by number, you know? <laughs> and if you want to give him three grand, they'll give you one of Chuck's watercolors. That's got to be frustrating. You know, I mean, he's, he's got the, all these uniforms and all these medals and all that stuff. And I don't know if the guy ever went to war, um, but, man, he's got the medals. And, and, and it's like, you know how frustrating it is to be a prince? I mean, mom just died. She's 94. You know, the old gal didn't want to give up the throne anytime soon. Okay. cannot allow Jesus to remain prince of peace. You have to lift him onto the throne. He has to be king of peace. 
This is why Satan was referred to as the prince of the power of the air. The Bible said every good and every perfect gift is from above, which I think is air, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. See, Satan's a prince, okay? The only way you're ever going to be king is if the king abdicates or dies. But he said, I'm the one that was dead, and now I'm alive forevermore. Uh, the Lord Almighty Omnipotent reigneth. Those are present progressive verbs in, in Greek language. It means I'm doing it, I'm gonna keep on doing it. So I don't say you stay prince all you're never gonna be king. You're never gonna be king. And I'm not minimizing him because he's 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 very, 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 very good at what he does. Okay? But when you when you think of it, <clears throat> um, he had power and he was thrown out. He was demoted okay and and so when satan comes to the garden he's a panhandler he's got his hat in his hand adam's been given dominion over the earth but adam buys into the lie you know that's why it says by one man not by one woman sorry about that but by one man sin entered into the world not by one woman and so when adam bought into the deception he transferred the dominion of the earth to satan so now Satan's got power for the second time. But when you get into Colossians, Jesus said, I made a show of him openly, and I stripped him. So at Calvary, he lost power for the second time. Okay? That's why I believe the early church turned their world upside down in 30 years. Because they're dealing with a recently stripped enemy. Today, Satan's got power again. He's got power for the third time. The question is, where did he get it from? Because Jesus said, I have all power in it. There can't be two uh, all-powerfuls. There can only be one all-powerful. But Jesus did say, I'll, when you shall receive power when you get the Holy Ghost. Acts chapter 1 and 8. So I believe he shares his power with us. Okay? So, like, if you've ever dealt with someone in the occult, that, you know, Satan will t say, you know, if you'll serve me, I'll give you power. He can't do that. He can't create that. Where does he get his power? The Bible said life and death are in the power of the tongue. Okay? I am convinced that we empower one kingdom or another by the way we talk. And that's why you have to be very careful what comes out of your mouth. Because I believe we can empower Satan with doubt and lack of faith. And bitterness and on and on and on. It empowers his kingdom. He had power. He lost it. He, he, you know, he got it again in the garden. He lost it on the cross. Now he's got it again. Where did he get it from? I, I think he gets it from the church. I really do. I, I, I think the way. And what you have to understand is he's territorial. I've been in countries where we had great harvest. Go 10 miles on a bus and be bound up in another country. It was a, it was a demarcation. I, I think that's what we're dealing with because it's called Eden in the Bible, but it's not called Eden for very long. You know, it's not the garden of Eden. It's the garden in Eden. Eden's much bigger than just the garden, okay? And so when you get in the book of Genesis, it's called Eden, but in just a couple of chapters, it's known as the plains of Shinar. It's the same piece of real estate, okay? This is where they tried to erect the first skyscraper, Babel. 
okay? And God confused their tongues. It was the ruins of Babel that this is where they got the building blocks for Babylon. And so you talk about the Medes and the Persians. So the Medes or the Babylonians, what is that? That's, that's the ancient name for Iraq. And when you deal with the Persians, that's the ancient name for modern-day Iran. It's not by chance that those two countries are still a pain in the backside to the world. Because that's where Satan first established the beachhead. And, 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 and he, he doesn't like to give up territory. There's a battle. That's what you are, gentlemen. You're a battle. You, 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 you represent a piece of real estate, you know, and they say, you know, possessions nine-tenths of the law. Well, he, it, uh, it, it's, it's like the demoniac of Gadara. Um, Matthew 8, uh, Mark 5, Luke 8. This is a fascinating. I've never heard anybody talk about this, but Matthew 8 says there were two that met him out of the tombs. Not one, two. Two guys meet the same Jesus. One stays depressed and the other gets delivered. Um, I've seen that happen in church too. Say, hear the same songs, hear the same sermon, same church service. One gets delivered, the other stays chained. And, uh, um, but, but when you read the book of Job, it said, out of the womb of a woman are the issues of life. And so what, what in, in the original language, what that says is, if you're going to come the, to this planet, you have to come through the womb of a woman. Okay? That, that's how you're here legal. And so I'm reading between the lines, but he gets off the boat at the graveyard in, in, in Gad, and, and, and these demons know who he is. And you've got to read it between the lines, but it kind of goes like this. Hey, uh, where, where'd you get the body? Because the last time I was in your presence, you didn't have that. Where'd you get the body? Jesus said, I'm here legal. I came through the womb of a woman. Where'd, where'd you get yours? Oh, that's not yours. <clears throat> You're a trespasser. So I'm going to evict you from that, that real estate. Gentlemen, the enemy's losing control of you. And he doesn't like that. And he's going to fight you. Now you can get depressed about that. Or you can say, I got you scared, don't I? I have... <laughs> I have got you really worried right now. And, and be, be, because, how do I explain this? There are angels, I've, I've heard about Michael the archangel. It's not arch, it's arch. All right? Just like there's a bishop and there's an archbishop, there are angels and there are archangels. I didn't have time last night, but one time in the Bible, it uses the word seraphim. That's Isaiah 6. That means the ones above. Okay? And, and it is just, it is my personal belief that there are three archangels in the Bible. Gabriel and Michael and Lucifer. And um, uh, when you study about Lucifer or Satan, it talks about his tablets and his pipes. Um, um, it, it talks about organs, percussion instruments. It's kind of fascinating, though. Satan can reproduce every sound except one, the trumpet. He can't reproduce the trumpet. That's for the king. 
That's, that's reserved for the king. And, and, and when, you, when you deal with, with, with Lucifer or, or Satan, you know, uh, what was his job, you know? His tabrets and his pipes. It, it is, it's my, I believe he was the worship leader. I believe he was the choir director. I, I, I just putting it in our terms. I, 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 that's, uh, I've heard people say when Jesus was born, the angels sang. It doesn't say that. It said, and the angels said, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. That's why when you pastor a church, 99% of your problems come on this platform. Because if you're involved in worship or music, you've got a giant bullseye on your chest. Because the Bible said they will sing a new song. Because when the church goes back to the New Jerusalem, when the church goes to the New Jerusalem, heaven's going to get her choir back. She don't have a choir right now. You and I are the choir. And that's why, see, with the exception of the Spirit of the Lord, there's only one thing on this planet that didn't come from here. And that's music. Music came from heaven. Music is a God thing. That's why it's so powerful, and that's why it's so abused by the enemy. If you deal with young people right now, music is massive. It is massive, and it can be an amazing means in order to reach people. And, and, and so, t- to me, you know, when you read about Gabriel, every time Gabriel's mentioned in the Bible, he's got something to say. And there's four times Michael is mentioned in the Bible. And every time Michael is mentioned, he's in a fuss. He's in a battle. So, (laughs) that was the original heaven. See, that's the blueprint for a perfect church service. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. What was the original heaven? You've got Lucifer doing the worship. And you've got Gabriel doing the word. And you've got Michael doing the warfare. That's a perfect church service. We ought to have some worship. And then we ought to have some word. And then we ought to have some demonstration. That's what older service is all about. All right? That's what it's all about. I mean, I used to, with Billy Cole years ago, I used to drive him. And, and he always taught us. He said, when you're done preaching, you're half done. It's not done when you get done preaching. You get your carcass around that altar and you pray for people. Why? Because I I don't just want good music and wow you with my message. I want to see if this sucker works. Let's get out the Bunsen burners and the test tubes and let's fire it up and let's see if all this theory, which is what I'm talking to you, let's see if this really works in real life. You know, it's, it's, I, I have people, I, I have groupies. Every preacher has groupies, you know, and, 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 and um, <laughs> they do. And, uh, you know, my mom, she's a groupie. Um, she, are you preaching this Sunday? No. Oh, that's what mom says. And uh, uh, <laughs> I'm a great preacher, okay? I'm a great preacher. Why? Because I preach the truth. Anybody that preaches the truth is a great preacher. You got that? Anybody that preaches the truth is a great preacher. And, and, you know, we have people, they they show up every now and then. Uh, You know, I know we came late, brother, but we got here to hear you preach. Big deal. You think that impresses me? What is worship before the word all about? It's for him. 
do you really think, well, I, I got 10 more minutes. Do you really think that while I'm preaching, Jesus is going to go, wow, Harold. I never knew that about me. That's not going to happen. The worship is for him. The word is for the church. And if all you ever do is be a word junkie, you got what you wanted, but did he get what he needed? Go to church early. Don't go Sunday late, for God's sakes. Bo Schembechler was a coach for Michigan, and he always had a maxim. If you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. All right? I hate being late. I mean, Jesus said, hey, I'll be right back. He's been going for 2,000 years. Aren't you glad he didn't say, I'm going to take my time? (laughs) He's only been going two days. If a day of the Lord's 1,000 years, do the math, gentlemen. If a day with the Lord is 1,000 years, then 24 hours is 1,000 years, okay? 12 hours is 500 years. Six hours is 250 years. Three hours is 125 years. 70, can't you live for Jesus for an hour and a half? And you put it in his perspective. I mean, I, I don't mean any disrespect, but I, I preach in a lot of places. I call them the word guys. You do these camps and conferences and stuff, and usually there's a bunch of men behind you, and, and, I, and, and they go like this. Not all of them, but usually you know they're hairy legs. Crowd's going crazy. They're going. I did a camp in Arkansas one time, and a youth camp, and 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 the next the guy that was supposed to do the next week got sick, so they asked me, "Would you do the next week?" I was an evangelist. I said, "Sure, I'll be glad." So I did the next week. So then they did the same thing. Said, "Would you stay and do the family camp?" And I said, "Yeah, sure, be happy to." So I'm at family camp, and all of a sudden this. This God love this guy. He came up to me and he said, I'm really angry at you. And I said, really? Why? He said, my, I was here three weeks ago. My kids went out of their mind. They're dancing and doing all that stuff around here. They come back home. They're deader than last year's bird nest. I, don't, I said, that's the easiest question in the world to answer. He said, it is? I said, yeah, they're just acting the same way they are with what they're surrounded by. The reason they worshipped here is everybody was worshipping. The reason they didn't worship back home is because you don't. I watched you while I was preaching. You just sit there. You're the word guy. Gentlemen. Watch, 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 watch. I got I to go really fast. What is glory? I've heard that mystical word all my life. Glory. And it's just, let's give God glory. The Bible said everything we do comes short of glory. 
It's a God thing. You can return it back to him. But what is glory? Because when you read 1 John or John chapter 1, you had all these people. They, they believed that God was a thought, you know. He was, and, 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 and Paul, or John is rather, trying to debunk all of that. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And, 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 and all of a sudden he comes to verse 14. He said, and the Word was made flesh, and we beheld his glory. What is glory? It's when people can see something. So here's my challenge to you, Mizzou. Are you just going to be a word church? Are you just going to be a word district? Is that all you want, the word? There has to be a demonstration of the presence of God. We need to see. You need to see his glory. That's what worship and vocalization and dancing and all. That's what all that's about. Oh, I love the word. The letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Don't just be a word guy. Be a worshiper. I got five minutes. Just listen to me. And the Bible talks about Esau. It said he was a cunning hunter of the field. But in Genesis 10, it talks about a guy named Nimrod. And it said he was a hunter before the Lord. In the, in the Hebrew language, it says he was a hunter of the souls of men. Nimrod marries this woman named Semiramis. Semiramis claimed that she was impregnated with a sunbeam. And has this boy uh, by the name of Tammuz. Tammuz got killed by a wild boar. And so she fasted for 40 days. And Tammuz was resurrected. This is the basis of Lent. This is where this comes from. You've got a spurious virgin birth. Where she wasn't with a man. She was impregnated with a sunbeam. And you have a spurious resurrection. And this is the birth of what is called the mother-son cult. The mother-son cult. When you read Jeremiah chapter 44 and verse 17, Jeremiah refers to her as the queen of heaven. He's talking about Nimrod's wife. And what you have to understand is this thing morphs with time. It went into Assyria. And in Assyria, it's the same concept, but the woman's name is Ishtar. And the boy's name is Bacchus. When it went into Egypt, the woman's name is Isis. But the boy's name is Osiris. It went into India. And in India, the woman's name is Issi. But the boy's name is Iswara. It goes into Asia. The woman's name is Sibyl. Her boy's name is Diosius. It goes into Greece. The woman's name is Aphrodite. The boy's name is Eros. It goes into Rome. The woman's name is Venus. The boy's name is Cupid. And then it gets into the church. And it's Mary and Jesus. It's the mother-child cult. I've preached a lot in South America. And it stuns me. I mean, that, that we, there is such a harvest going on in South America, especially in Central America right now. It is absolutely mind-boggling. I have a very, very dear friend 
named Joseph Burr, who's in Paraguay, I, probably my oldest ministry friend. We went to Bible school together, and, 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 and he, he just baptized 200 pastors, and they baptized their entire church, and 7,000 believers were added to the church in Paraguay. Boom! <laughs> I was this this pope that they had. Now he's getting older, but this is a direct quote. This I wrote. This is a direct quote from CNN. The pontiff is going to South America to shore up the troops because of the mass exodus into the Pentecostal churches. They're running out of priests. They're running out of nuns. One of the fastest growing industries in Brazil is modest clothing because so many people have come into the church they couldn't buy bodice clothing so the women in our churches have been opening up dress shops and it's selling crazy <laughs> and so um, 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 I was in I was in I think I was in Medellin Colombia I think it was Medellin I'm walking down the street between my sessions and on the the Outside of the largest Catholic church in Medellin, it said in Spanish and English, help! Does anybody know where we can get a Pentecostal piano player? <laughs> but So I'm visiting these churches and preaching in all these churches, and they're predominantly women. And I'm asking the pastors, and I finally asked my friend Joseph, where's the men? He said, Harold, this whole country's been taught to worship a woman. That's why the church is dominated by women. You got to go to Mary before you talk to Jesus. You got to talk to mom before you get to the boy. He said, the men have never been taught. They're the priest of the home. it's, It's time for me to stop. But it's just, gentlemen, there's at least four Gospels in the Bible. At least four. There's the everlasting Gospel, which is what we know as death, burial, and resurrection. Corinthians talks about another Gospel, another Jesus, another spirit. Uh, when you deal with the, the armor, it talks about have your feet shod with the preparation of the Gospel of peace. Now, that might be death, burial, and resurrection, but blessed are the peacemakers for the children of God. There one thing to be able to just any bunch of kids can fight can you bring peace in a situation blessed are the peacemakers you have to synthesize it you have to create it it's not just going to happen but then there is something known as the gospel of the kingdom what was the ministry of jesus anyway nobody got the holy ghost and talked in tongues when jesus was preaching apparently he baptized his disciples he didn't baptize anybody else what is matthew mark luke and john it's not it's not people Speaking in tongues and getting baptized, it's deliverance. It's, that's, that's the ministry of Jesus, deliverance. Look at the book of Exodus, 20, 40 chapters in the book of Exodus. The first 19 chapters, what is it? It's exit, it's exodus, it's deliverance. What's 20 through 24? That's when you get the rules. That's when you get the law. What's 25 through 40? That's what I guess I'll call church life. Building the tabernacle and being involved in all that kind of stuff. Before you get the rules, you got to get delivered. And understand that? Listen to me, gentlemen. Lazarus died, buried, and resurrected, but he's still bound. 
And in our churches, we have that same encounter, that same experience. And, and so, <sighs> the Lord told Moses, he put a mountain on fire. And he said, um, for Caden, got a little boy who's dying. And one, I think his grandpa gave me this and said, would you hold this while you preach? Because I'm going to take this back and put this on my grandson's head because his heart's down here. And a lot of his intestines are up here. And I believe what you said last night. And I I'm, I'm trust God. So, Caden in Jesus' name. Caden Ellington, Jesus' name. All right? But I have, I have to go. But before I go, listen, listen to me very carefully. I, I, it's just... <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how that was the best way to describe this. I believe angels have two roles. I believe that, first of all, they rest not day and night. They holy. There's only, there's lots of things in the Bible mentioned twice. There's only one place in the Bible where something is mentioned three times. Holy, holy, holy. Isaiah 6. And so I believe the first role of angels is to magnify the Lord. Their second role is ministering spirits. They're not going to do their second task until we as men are willing to do their first. They're not going to leave their space around the throne, be silent. You have to say, hey, I'll take your spot and I'll worship around the throne. And that frees them to be able to minister in the church. Okay? I wish I had time, but I don't. I, I, I have to go. When you read Matthew 16, you know, keys to the kingdom, that's not about baptism in Jesus' name. That's not about Holy Ghost. That's about binding and loosing. Because when you deal with the ministry of Jesus Christ, that whole thing, the Lord hath anointed me, has sent good to preach the gospel to the poor, opening of the prison to them that are bound, freedom from the bruise. That's all for somebody else. The entire ministry of Jesus was a ministry of deliverance. So when he said, tell them that I'm preaching the gospel of the kingdom, that's the gospel that was preached before Jesus' name baptism was ever preached. Before Holy Ghost and speaking, it was the gospel of the kingdom. He said, the lame can walk. He said, the blind can see, the deaf can hear. I'm asking you and challenging you today. Let's, let's, let's seek for the ministry of the gospel of the kingdom. Be a worshiper, gentlemen, and kick that bum out of his squatting place. And I love you. Thank you. It's been an honor to be here. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at the Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.